0: You are from Belgium, correct?
1: Yes, I'm from Belgium, but my father is Moroccan. That's why it sounds exotic. Oh, okay. Mm. I knew you had a little, uh, a, little, <laughs> a, little a little
0: African in me. A little African in you, that's right. That's
1: my father. He's got the same hair as you. Where, where's let me see. Oh, there he is. Oh, okay. Let me meet daddy. Here's daddy and mommy. Uh, oh, oh, look, she's a striking beauty, too. <laughs> yes, she is. So my father was Moroccan and my is belt was Belgian. So and he- they've always got my back. Yeah, absolutely. She absolutely.
0: Absolutely. absolutely. a place. Absolutely. And we're preparing a place, too, here on the edge. The place where the conversation is pointed, the guests are sharp, and the responses are never dull. And today we have Yamina Fadli from Belgium. Yes. And I'm so glad to have her. She's beautiful. And let me give you a compliment before we get started. There's a lot of people that have a smile, but <laughs> people do not smile with their mouth open. And yours is absolutely gorgeous. That is your trademark, okay? I mean, you just look like so happy and inviting and just beautiful words and fragrances are going to come out of your mouth every time I see you smile. So thank you for that. It makes me happy.
1: I received that. Thank yes. you, April. If your words
0: had an odor, Yasmina, what would they smell like?
1: Ooh, good question. It would smell like a sunrise. Hmm. Mm. What does a sunrise Is that a tequila sunrise? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's would like 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 um f- uh, crisp and fresh and new, you know? Like, would it be citrusy? Would it be
0: um uh, mm.
1: tropical? No, it would be um mountains, uh water, spring water. Yeah, like You know, when you, when you come, when you go into the mountains and there's a waterfall. Yes. Yes. You can smell that, right? Right. I think it would smell like that.
0: Well, because you want us to rise up as women. You want us to flow like a river. You want us to be clear like water. You know, you want us to have a taste that lays on our tongue, a sweet effervescence. And so that's what we're going to talk about, Brains, is, you know, she wants us to rise up as women. Um, She's done a lot of work in this space. So we want to ask her a little bit about her story, her journey, her truth, what has cost her, what has bought her, and what has taught her here Mm. on The Edge. Let's welcome her. Yasmina, welcome.
1: Thank you so much, April. Wow. And you've got a way with words Oh, okay. um it's inspiring it's, and you. and I feel I, I feel like the warmth in your heart so um it's really a, a joy to be here to be here with you
0: well thank you so much uh I I work hard at loving on people trying to understand uh and trying mm-hmm. not to judge because mm-hmm. I tell people in a minute now I'm not a liar yes I am judgmental that doesn't mean it's negative but it's the way that I edit, filter, and process. And it's by my judgment. So tell us how you show up in the world.
1: Well, today, um, I show up in the world as different, um, but yet same things. And the, the the similarity is I am a growth architect. And I help people and organizations to grow. When it comes to organizations, I help organizations as a sales strategist. I help them To grow their business and to sell from a value driven and human centric approach. And as an empowerment coach and a transformational trainer, I help female entrepreneurs and female leaders to embrace their value and position themselves with much more confidence and clarity. And then I also, and that's really my life's mission, I also help teenagers build their brilliant future. But above all, I want them to fall madly in love with themselves so they can take integrity-based decisions. That's how I show up in the world today. And you said, I had a way with words, right?
0: (laughs) (laughs) We're going to jump in the middle, and then we're going to jump back. Because you Mm. talk about women, and uh, you are an empowerment coach. The word empowerment is a big $25 word. Yes, I really like to ask people that all the time where did you acquire the pixie dust to be able to sprinkle upon another person's heart to empower them? Because in my perception, my understanding is that empowerment is something that is done within. You've got to do the work. You've got to show up. You've got to want it. You've got to need it. And you've got to follow
1: through. Agreed. Agreed. And so um, empowerment coach is really helping women in this case, Um, to empower themselves and to guide them um, in the journey within. That's for me so important because we as women and men too, but women to a greater extent, we're always looking to the outside world to validate ourselves, to give ourselves words, to love, to find appreciation, to find love, all these kinds of things. We look outside and the most important thing that i've learned in the past 20 years doing the work like you are saying and right. and it's work i mean you know april and i know it's work but what i've learned is everything that i was looking for outside of myself really is 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 found within myself and when i made that transition and when i got to understand that point that's when the rising up, the showing up, the 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 regaining my power went naturally mm. when I made the click here mm-hmm. that it's inside of me. Absolutely. It's such a liberation, by the way, when it is. I need that kind. Trans- so well, much it was
0: like, you know, you're looking for love in all the wrong places. People are looking for that outside validation. Those people are gonna leave brains. you're no longer going to be the object of their attention and they're going to skirt off and do something else, be it in your relationship, be you get laid off at your job, your kids leave home, you know, you put on an extra 40 pounds and your friends start talking about you. So you have to learn to love yourself. I tell people that all the time. I'm my biggest fan. I don't wait for other people to say, oh, you know, you've done a great job. I look in the mirror, I'm satisfied with it. Fine, and I'm not a perfectionist because perfection also can show up as, ins- as insecurity. Wouldn't you agree? Oh,
1: and perfection kills our progress. Mm, mm, Perfe- mm. Perfection keeps us, what I say, on the same tile where we are standing, the tile of our comfort zone. Mm, mm, so perfection keeps me in my comfort zone and doesn't make me experience new things and really getting that freedom. Oh my God, I, w- I really want to try to sh- to to have your audience feel that that the possibility of the freedom of just being yourself unapologetically, wow. like you're saying, validating yourself. I'm the most proud when I can look at my work and say, wow, well done, Yasmina. Yes. It took me so long to finally say that to myself instead of waiting for someone else to say that. But there's a freedom in that. I cannot express that emotion. Exactly. Like in words, you know?
0: So let's talk about the woman entrepreneur, the one that yes. is living with the imposter syndrome. Again, mm-hmm. she's not the, she's not the perfectionist, but she's the one that you know is pretending so hard to be something that she's not. Doesn't know how to take a break, and again, doesn't know how to take criticism. Ooh. Criticism is something that you know you you know that people are going to give you, but like I say, if they're not talking about you, you're not doing nothing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's exactly I what I so- and you know I've been there I, I I felt that imposter syndrome for so long in my career I've only been an entrepreneur for five years now um, before that I was in a sales career for 25 years I started out um, 25 years ago being the first woman selling forklifts in the port of Antwerp Mm. Let me tell you, coming like 23 years old, coming into a man environment, the port of Antwerp, that's like male dominance, um, spe- specifically 25 years ago. Um, but so that's that imposter syndrome. It's about self-doubt. It's about comparing yourself to others which is so ridiculous that we're doing it because how can we compare ourselves to others? We don't know what's behind the curtain of these other people. We only see, and specifically now with social media, we only see the front and the success and the happiness. And mm-hmm. I try, try. Right. right? And then I try in my videos on my social media, I, I try to keep it real. We are not perfect. We don't need to be like someone else. We just need to find our own voice, our own paths, our own strengths and discover what our weaknesses are and, and being all right with that. <laughs> oh, that's such a big one. But
0: being the other the thing that they need to do is women in business need to understand their value. Yes. They need to ask yes. for the business. Yes. And they need to close the cotton picking deal. Yes. This is really what annoys me. Oh, I'm a woman in business. Okay, well, you've never asked me for the business. Do you automatically assume because I, you know, you say that XYZ, I'm going to automatically come on board? You have to position yourself to
1: value. Exactly. You have to because color in the white space. Exactly. Because your doubts translate translates to your customer your Absolutely. customer feels that energy even if you are portraying to be confident you we know all these women you know that portray to be confident but when we talk to them you and i we know that they are very individual. i can i can
0: hear it within the first two or three sentences <laughs> right I, tell me about yourself if you start with the victim uh mentality Oh, I'm you know Judy, and I'm an alcoholic, or I'm Judy, and I've been sexually abused, or I'm Judy, and um, my and I don't, I, don't I, don't don't I, don't I don't get a raise, I don't get the raise, I don't get that, get that promotion. promotion. Exactly. All of these things that poor Judy goes through, mm-hmm. but Judy, have you realized who you are today?
1: Exactly, and the
0: value that you hold within yourself, you hold the power and the key you exactly. just have to be the confident person and exude that confidence to allow someone to pull it out of you like a bad tooth just yank yes
1: it <laughs> and and you talked about criticism like And I was there too. I couldn't stand criticism because everything that people would say to me, I would take as a real criticism and I would go like, Oh my God, am I so bad? And I'm not doing this right. And all, you know, the gor Mm -hmm. I call them the gorillas on our shoulders. It's Mm -hmm. like a tribe. They're not in the mist, like Jane Goodall font or something. They are on our shoulders, but criticism. I had, I had to learn as I was growing in confidence, I would get pushback. Of course. Insecure people would see my confidence and make them f- and, and it made them feel more insecure. Um, and that's where I learned that the feedback we are getting, we need to filter it. And that's what I say to some of my female coaches: um, if people tell you something, listen to what they are saying, right? But don't necessarily take it as a truth. Because like- there are three things when someone says something to you, it can be their truth. it can be a mirror to what you, what what is still to grow within yourself, or it's something that's really valuable with the intent to 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 make you move forward to evolve in the next version of yourself or the best version of what or whatever you want to call it. So criticism is always good. I don't see it as bad, but we have to learn that to to silence our gorillas when we hear criticism and take it as feedback and sometimes the feedback i get is none of my business it doesn't relate to what i'm doing it doesn't matter what they are saying and sometimes i need to listen and say oh maybe that's a point that i can grow so well again
0: it's it's the edit and the filtering you know because some people are talking out of another porthole and we're not talking about this one uh and It's their opinion and opinions stink. You know. Exactly. Now, okay, so we've talked to the woman that uh, has not made the ask. Now that she makes the ask, closing Mm. on the deal. Closing on the deal. There are men that, I use this example all the time. They go on the golf course. They're on the golf course for two hours and they close multi-million dollar deals over a cigar, a cocktail, a wink, and a smile. Women are less risky because I guess it's in our nature to be the nurturer, to be the protector, but you have to get beyond that. You're gonna have to get like those gorillas and be the hunter and gatherer. You've gotta be hungry. You've gotta go out there. Money is a psychology. Sales is a psychology. It is not sleazy. You know, I'm not a pushy salesperson, but you best believe I'm asking for the business and I'm closing on the deal. And I don't feel bad about it. If the person says no, maybe Mm -hmm. they're not prepared. Maybe they can't afford it. Maybe it's not the right fit. But the word no is only the word on spelled backwards.
1: Oh, I I make this this comparison all the time. We should learn from men like you're saying on the golf course but even naked in the locker room right oh yeah they do football we call it football you call it american football it's different than our football (laughs) Mm, uh, and you know and i tell people all the time that
0: should be changed because you are really the original football (laughs)
1: Football. exactly so the so the men they on saturday they do the football thing then they go into the shower naked And then they go like, oh, I need to talk to the CEO. Do you know him? Oh, I know him. I will introduce you. And even if they don't like each other, they will still help each other for opportunities. What do we do? We would never be seen naked in the locker room. Some of us will. But I mean, mostly we wouldn't. Because what would start, it's like the judgment goes in. We would come from the playing field and we would go into the locker room. We would take a shower and we would go look to oh look at her breasts and her belly and her mm-hmm. behind and right, her right, whatever right 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 instead right instead of connecting with each other so we have a, a natural guard up as if the as if other women are there to to get us to not help us to like the world is not unsafe for people so or there's it- a, or there's a level of jealousy also you know yeah all old, or they're
0: envious of what they think you have but people don't understand the struggle is real
1: the struggle I remember, is real uh, my mother the work is me,
0: real I remember my mother telling me a story a long time ago of this little mm. girl they were in the classroom the little girl had beautiful long ringlets and the other kids would pick on her because they were jealous of her mm. one of the girls the other girls cut off her long curl her long ringlets right about two years afterward, the girl with the little long ringlets died of leukemia. Oh. So you never know what somebody else is going through.
1: Okay. Exactly. The, the grass curtain. is not always greener on the other side. Uh, no, it's not. I wouldn't want to walk in someone else's shoes. I'm telling you, what I get in life or what I've gotten in life is what I can handle. <laughs> If I look at some of the people, their lives, I would I would go like, oh my God, thank God I'm not living their challenges. Mm-hmm. I'm having my challenges, mm-hmm. right? They are enough, but the others are. I don't look at the grass is greener on the other side. And um, so we can learn from men to connect with each other. And instead of comparing ourselves with the success of another woman, we should try to help each other to move up the ladder and all the envious and all the what 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 the things you've all been saying it all springs from doubting ourselves and we have to stop it because men don't doubt themselves they don't think that much maybe (laughs) they don't have all these chatter in maybe not as much as we have but we have to stop belittling ourselves and belittling others because that's what we do too. Huh? When, when a woman goes like, oh, I've done a, a million dollar deal. Then we go like, really? Or if someone says, oh, I want to do this like a big dream, we would go like, no, that's not possible. Why isn't it possible? Men, if, if men tell each other their dreams or the million dollar, de- they, they jump breath, yeah, you know, they, they like, oh, yeah, they chest
0: bust and all right. that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah, slap each other on the butt. <laughs> you
1: know, all that. Yeah, I get and it. Because they don't doubt themselves that much. Right. There is a lack of confidence with certain men as well. And they behave in a certain way, but they don't doubt themselves in doing things. They just do. They don't right. think about doing. And we're thinking about doing. And when we see a woman doing what we're thinking about doing, we become jealous because the only reason why we resent that other women is that she's doing what we want to do and we're not doing it. And timing is everything. It may not be your time. It may not be your seat. You may not be prepared.
0: Or you may get in and lose it all. Divine timing. I you know, it's like- crazy. Let's talk about that sense of lack. Mm. Uh, and closing on the deal. Again, you've positioned yourself. You told somebody what you want. You asked for the business. Give us some, uh, some strategies on how to close a deal.
1: Voilà. You've said it in the end. No is not a rejection. The reason why we are not asking for the deal. And so the first thing you should do is ask for the deal. The world will not explode You will not uh, be picked up by a uh, astronaut, like an extraterrestrial, Uh, uh, like an alien. Exactly. (laughs) There will nothing bad will happen from you asking for the deal because we are very good in lining the customer up and then we leave it up to the customer to make a decision. No. So number one, ask for the deal. You've lined everything up. You've done the work. You've showed the value. Then you ask for the deal and we need to ask it and go beyond our fear of rejection and no is maybe the best answer you will get from a customer because it will either make you think what did it will make you revisit the process or that customer is not your customer. And maybe year, two years from say about, that, say that again, customer. that may not be your, that customer. may not be your customer and the no is a gift wrapped in sandpaper like lisa nichols my coach would say wrapped in sandpaper that down the line you will be so grateful that you didn't get that customer you did did. and if it's a no it's either a gift or it's a no for now oh i needed to learn that Mm -hmm. because maybe the customer is not ready for whatever you're offering maybe it's not the divine timing maybe not everything is lined up for you or the other person or other people in the well in and the- i'll, I'll okay. tell you about you
0: know not even in business and in, in in personal life i gave a gift to my daughter a huge gift and i had the expectation with air quotes around that word <laughs> that she was ready for it she mm. wasn't prepared for it she wasn't prepared to receive it And her expectation, with my expectation, she fell short. And it Mm. caused, you know, caused a bit of a kerfuffle. Exactly. But I had to step back and I had to realize that I gave her more than on her plate than she could handle. And she wanted to meet that expectation, but she couldn't rise to it. It was Mm. confusing. It was overwhelming. So sometimes you have to understand that, again, everything happens for a reason. Absolutely. Everything happens for a reason. And it's a good
1: reason. Absolutely. So, and, and also closing the deal, as a last point, we are so afraid of selling, like you said, it's a bad word and all these kind of things, but we need to understand if we don't close the deal, we might rob someone of the opportunity to grow, to be comfortable, to whatever you're bringing, it has a value for someone. And so if we don't close the deal, we rob someone the opportunity of of receiving that and enjoying that and so the you need to focus on the value and not of all the obstacles that you think right are are lessening the word you know the follow-up is paramount brains okay
0: it's a warm lead
1: you know yes
0: yeah people look at social media they don't realize that that's the low-hanging fruit You've got 5,000 people sitting there that g- they have the possibility to gawk at you, to read your emotions, where you're traveling, what you had for dinner, what your relationships are like. But you don't even know who that person is. You've exactly. never reached out to them. You've never probably even looked at their profile. You just clicked on them because you are collecting individuals like tokens. Well, that's not me. Because I will do a friend's cleanse like a colonic. I will get rid of it, okay? It's, and that's not that they're not a good person. No. good person cannot have a front row seat in my life if they're not adding value. And that Absolutely. is the sale. The sale is the value. And it the has to be is the value. And the value is the sales. That's, that's, it's like back and forth, the same. It's reciprocal. It's give and take. Yes. It's like energy, it's like money. It has to move. It has to be recycled. It has to be repurposed. If you don't, if you live with clenched fists, that means that you cannot receive nor can you give. That's the only thing. And you do yourself a disservice. Well, that is absolutely wonderful. But now I want to ask you some fun questions because you look like a fun kind of girl. How about that? Ah. (laughs) I can be. Well, I bet all the time. You live there in Belgium. If I came to visit
1: you, what would you take me to do? Ooh well i would take you um not to the traditional places but i would i would take you first of all to the Diamond museum Mm. which is in my hometown um which is which is really cool but i would take you to a a restaurant you know belgians we really love (laughs) foods i know and pastries (laughs) and pastries exactly (laughs) So I would take you to uh, the traditional Belgian uh, restaurant where we can eat traditional Belgian food. Mm. That's the first thing I would do. Then I would take you um, to the riverside. We have a beautiful river here, um, which is really cool. But that's something you all all know. And then I would would just... um... How about the music? Do you have a
0: certain eclectic type of music or cultural type of music or is there we dinner? have
1: dutch yeah we have dutch speaking music. it's a great question it's it's good good that you asked me i have so many friends in in the in the states united states that um it's a good question i need to think. well about you this. have
0: to get the list ready because when
1: i come oh i would take you to the jazz festival oh, wow. of europe
0: it's oh, taking wow. the right
1: place place wow. here in belgium and um, it's a really cool jazz festival. And we have traditional, like, Dutch music, Dutch-speaking music, mm-hmm. but you wouldn't understand it, so it wouldn't make sense, I think.
0: But if it has a rhythm, if it has a beat, you know, music uh, is-, is a universal language. True. It will pass yeah. in, because I'm really into um, Scottish music now. I like really? that Celt- the Celtic. Girls, the Celtic has got a little something going on to it. I like I- that. And I love country-western music. If you were an appliance in the kitchen, Yasmina,
1: what appliance would you be and why? If I was an appliance, do you want me to show you? Yeah. I'll grab it.
0: She's gonna show us lines.
1: <laughs> it's not an appliance, but I love this one. Oh, oh it's got crystals in it. Exactly. A
0: crystal uh canteen can't uh, uh it's a pitcher, water pitcher.
1: Wow, do you put different minerals in that? It's it's um it's formed like that. And there are uh, mountain crystals and uh, smaracht, I don't know what the word is in, um, I'll, I'll look it up. Um, but it's um, a water pitcher mm-hmm. with minerals in it. So, th- it implies, so it infuses cannot the minerals. It. Right, yeah. so it infuses you the minerals into the water. Yeah. So, okay, so now why would that be you? Because you can drink water and any water tastes like water. But um, what I bring is an extra juge to the water, so that you start moving forward and taking action. Mm, okay, that's I'll what... be the refrigerator. Really, I just want to
0: chill. Ah. put it on a freeze. <laughs> put
1: it on free oh i love that one pause what, just,
0: yeah just freeze just get it nice and hard and stiff and i can thaw it out when i get ready that's good that's a cool one i what love are, that one too what are three of your guilty pleasures what are three things that you absolutely cannot live without
1: guilty pleasures it's 80s music okay like Banana Rama and uh, the Bangles and Mel and Kim and Bon Jovi, um, so eighties music. Um, third, uh, second thing, guilty pleasure, would be listen. I don't look watch a lot of te- television. But when I do, I can binge watch real, the real housewives of any city in America.
0: <laughs> yeah, girl, that's full of entertainment. They are on cray cray. Yes, they are.
1: Exactly. They are, they are so far out of it that I go like, oh my God. But it's like, it's it stops my brain. Uh, and you know what's, a-
0: what's unfortunate because I work in Hollywood? Mm. It's more true than fiction.
1: Really? Yeah. Oh, I would think it was all fiction Uh, well that's that's even sadder because we here in belgium we like women like my friends we we binge watch sometimes these shows um and we look at it with compassion like oh my god you've got everything all the opportunities all the connections all the whatever and that's what you're doing so it's like if you look at the backstory (laughs) you'll see a
0: lot of them are in foreclosure the alcoholism is real the infidelity yeah, the is real the body dysmorphia is real the wow. problems with their those those things are real and i don't know i i kind of don't watch them only because i know um that and then you know with all that they put a little of course sensationalism because that's what the cameras want to see of course but they don't show the love and they don't show the compassion you know they show the wedding but they emphasize a divorce so it's a lot about life that you know uh reality tv has brought to the surface and a lot of people are destroyed by that wow. so I want people to look at those you know with uh you know with a side eye and say wow. hey, you know you it may appear that they have everything but again, but it's not. Said, but as you said, the grass is not always greener on the other no. side. No, no,
1: no, no, no. And that makes me think. Um, I I haven't seen the Real Housewives in a while now because I stopped at a certain moment. Yeah, they uh, they they're not uh, doing. I, I don't think. Bravo are is they still running? running? I don't know. They, they are, but the I don't world think world they have as many. Here.
0: They used to have the housewives of every of, of every <laughs> you know every city. All of that basketball wise and football yes, wise and yes. all that so now you know and then what is that saying to a woman about being a wife
1: not only about being a wife but about being a sister to the other women absolutely absolutely wow
0: absolutely being a nurse, so you- being a partner being a supporter being an encourager being a person of wisdom being it, true it being real exactly it doesn't lend a lot to that but you know that's you know that's what television does now exactly. okay so what's your third thing my thirds?
1: oh you ask such beautiful questions but um my thirds i don't like normal women would say chocolate or something i i don't like chocolate uh-huh. i am f- from the land of chocolate i you know i, belgium, know. I was like belgium you don't like uh-huh. chocolate <laughs> I'm not a chocolate woman. Um, what is my guilty pleasure? Oh, TikTok. TikTok, I'm telling you. But um for the dance videos, for the uh funny things, but and specifically for the um clips that show people helping others. Mm. That I can watch forever. You know, you also have Judge Judy clips on there and stuff like that. I know, but you know what about the TikTok?
0: Uh, my daughter uh, was really a TikToker, and at first it was just entertainment. Yes, then it moved and morphed into a social platform. Do you remember what happened during the election? I mean, it was the government here in the United States wanted to shut it down because it had such an influence. So I was talking Mm -hmm. to my grandchildren one day and I said, you know, what is this about TikTok?
1: TikTok.
0: They said the millennials want information in bite-sized pieces. Yeah, They want to process it. They don't need a whole 45-minute segment or 30-minute segment from mainstream media that is, you know, um, excuse me, that can be manipulated. That's not factual. Just tell me what it is. Okay, there's been an earthquake this time. Move on.
1: Um, it's it's a good thing, like what you're saying. I like it because ef- effectively it's like one minute, one half, one and a half minutes. Um, on the other hand, it makes you um, the input becomes huge. You know, because you you clip the clips are one and a half two minutes. You 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 keep getting information information. So that's an overload of information, but I agree with the millennials. It's nice to know. Right. They yeah. want it in a container.
0: They want it. They want it. So you mentioned millennials. Um <laughs> you and mentioned you, it. and you and you mentioned the eighties. If you Ooh, could yeah time, if you could time travel. Oh. Where would you land?
1: Wow. I would land. On the beds of Yasmina at 14 years old, Mm. just before she ran away from home. Mm. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, when I was 14 years old, my my mother and my father divorced when I was nine years old and my father abandoned us. He um, He didn't show up anymore in our lives. And at fourteen years old, I was feeling lonely, lost, um, yeah, abandoned, low self worth, self esteem, nothing. Like really contemplating on is life still worth living. That wow, was fourteen. Those uh-huh. were my things, yeah. And so um, that was because- based. That was based upon the
0: the the breakup of your parents.
1: Yes, breakup of my parents, my father left, he didn't pay any child support and all these kind of things, which made my mother go into survival mode and work really hard. And that therefore she, she was in survival mode dealing with her own process and couldn't be emotionally available. Mm-hmm. But at 14 years old, you need emotional available parents to keep you grounded and centered. And that wasn't the case. So I was making a lot of bad decisions Drugs, um, alcohol, um, bad uh, like bad boyfriends, all these kinds of things. So at fourteen, I was sitting in my. Um, I, I remember I was sitting on my bed in my bedroom, and I decided I was not staying in this environment. I didn't know where I, what other environment I wanted. That's the problem. That was the problem. Um, but I knew that the environment that I was in was not helping me. And um, so I took my backpack, put everything in there, and um, I left. I wandered the streets for a couple of weeks. Then the police picked me up. I was sent to a juvenile institution, and I stayed there until I was 18 years old. So I would love to time travel back to tell the 14-year-old that it's just a moment in time. That what, what, what you're feeling right there, right now, is not what your future will look like.
0: Well that's a powerful message. Mm. So you've been there, done that, you got the t-shirt.
1: Ooh, and, and I and I and I bought a factory. <laughs> <laughs> and in closing, what do you want your legacy to be? Um, I hope that people that have met me, worked with me, or just saw me in the street or in the supermarkets that their heart was warmed and that they felt a spark of hope and a spark of possibility of, if we are talking about that river, going back to the river, of just moving one stone in your own river to create the future that you cannot even believe is possible right now. Anything is possible.
0: My mother used to always say. If your mind can conceive yeah. it, you can achieve it. Absolutely. And there's nothing new under the sun, brains.
1: Nothing no. new. No. It's Seek been it said by so many people already. It's been like, look, it's been written by so many people. We're talking about it. It's nothing new. It comes it stems from the Bible and before that. So anything is possible, even if you if you don't see Even if you cannot, like when you are in a certain situation, it's difficult to see another situation, right? But you have to trust. And that's the main thing. You have to trust that there's something possible that you cannot even see right now. That's right. And that is is what we were talking about, is
0: being that risk taker, Mm. elevating yourself to the next opportunity asking for the business, following up, closing, caring, sharing, and removing as much self-doubt because we're always going to doubt ourselves. That's, you know, like fear. That's our warning sign. You know, well, maybe let me second guess this. Let me think. But to stay stuck in that mindset, what we want you to do is elevate your consciousness and your awareness, you know, engage all of your senses, you know, be able to sniff it out. And work with great people <laughs> like Yasmina. Please tell my brains how to get in contact with you, to work with you, have you come out and speak, bring you here to the United States, because I'm gonna take you to Disneyland. How about really? that? <laughs> I know exactly where to take you.
1: <laughs> I know, but I lived in Miami for six months, so I've been to Disneyland. No, you've been to Disney World. Worlds. Uh, okay. We we mix
0: it all up. We mix well, it all it's up. It's kind of the universe. same. It's bigger but i'm telling you my daughter has been to disneyland 34 times last year what oh, yeah. yes girl that's a whole that's a whole nother show i, oh, love, it. And I love it she says it's the happiest place on earth so we could take it, it is. and have it a whole new adventure but tell us about an adventure with you and how to get in contact with you
1: well you can it's just my name yasmina it's a dutch and english-speaking website you can uh find me there. You can go on my social media. You can find me on Yasmina Fadli on Instagram, Facebook, and even TikTok with some of some dances and singing uh on there. And um if you want to mail me, you can also do that. Hello at YasminaFadli.com.
0: Yasmina Fadli
1: Brains. I need you to go in. And I
0: can't find my postcard. Can you believe it? Hey! Uh, if here you, you got yours. Here you go. Oh, yeah, brain. Do you see that? That's the place where the conversation is pointed. The guests are sharp and the responses are never dull. I need you to like, love, share, and subscribe. One more time. Like, love, share, and subscribe. You are the best. Thank you so much for popping in from Belgium. And I hope to connect with you soon. I love Europe and Europe uh, loves me because I spent a lot of money. I'm <laughs> so over. I'm going to come over and visit.
1: I'll make a tour. I'll make a tour with you. Thank you so much. It's been a joy and um, it's been wonderful. And thank you so much for the invitation to join you on the edge with you, April Mahoney. Thank you. All right, brains. Handle
0: your business. Go close a deal.